and welcome to the Every Woman podcast. I'm Anna, your host, and every month we'll be bringing you lively discussion and debate with inspiring women making a difference around the world, asking the questions you want the answers to and doubtless prompting some more in the process. So listen in to hear the stories, insights and opinions of those setting the pace and being the change. Today, to mark International Men's Day, we're talking to a man, Dr. Jerome Tilak Singh, who in 1999 founded IMD as a global awareness initiative. Now held each year on November the 19th, it aims to celebrate the positive value that men can bring to the world, their families and their communities. So welcome, Jerome. Thank you very much for your introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, so so it's fair to say that you revived uh, International Men's Day in some ways, didn't you? I mean, you, you have founded this particular iteration, but there'd been attempts to create awareness days around uh, men and boys sporadically since the sort of 60s and, and quite noticeably a few in the 1990s. So give me a little bit of background and for anyone who's listening who's not familiar with this. Yes. As some of your listeners would know that There were attempts in the past, in the 1960s, early 1990s, to have an International Men's Day, and for whatever reasons, it became dormant and it died out. And I felt there was a need in society to have such a day, because we have a day on the calendar for Father's Day and Children's Day, and there was a need for a day for men who were not fathers. There was also a need for a day to promote positive male role models. Too often when we hear about our men or we talk about boys, it's in a negative light. They're stereotyped and they're stigmatized. So this is what prompted me to have such a day. So why uh, why did it take off this time, do you think? And, and why was it, you know, why were you the person to take this forward? It's a good question. And I believe it was more or less timing. It came at a time when I think that the men's groups, the men's movement, the global men's movement, were looking for a day, they were looking for that moment. And it also came at a time in 1999 when social media was starting to pick up. Of course, we had the internet, we had emails, and it was a time which was so different from the 1960s. And I believe the way you know, that I went about it, trying to create a grassroots movement, also helped, you know, further encourage the growth of this International Men's Day. How many countries did you start off with and and how many has it grown to be celebrated and observed in now? I started off with three countries, United States, Trinidad, Australia, and it started to grow expanded to India, expanded to Canada, England, Africa, and today it will be 88 countries. This year, 2020, 88 countries are on board to observe International Men's Day. Wow, that's quite a spread in, in what, some 20 years. So who is IMD for? I mean, presumably it's for any man that is looking to step up and to join in with a, with a vision and a reality of positive masculinity and positive male role models. Many people have asked me that question in the past. They have been wondering, who am I targeting? And I have been targeting all men, not just men who are positive, but I'm also targeting men who might be experiencing problems, men who might have addictions. You would be surprised to know that we also have men who are incarcerated, who are helping 
coordinate Men's Day and promote Men's Day in prisons. So that I'm trying to ensure that we understand that it doesn't really focus on just positive men. You know, often we talk about toxic masculinity and toxic men. We're trying to, you know, include these men and how we how could we find solutions? Is it about if, if they're not positive at the time that the men that step up to, to be part of uh, International Men's Day, that they have it within them to want to be a positive role model, to want to have positive masculinity and in, and that kind of thing in their life. And, and does that change culturally? I mean, is there a, you know, one thing that every man should would aspire to be? Or, you know, how do we how do we filter that around the world? Well, you see, that is the, the difficulty because we we do not have one blueprint for masculinity. We have we are dealing with different masculinities. It's a diverse spectrum. We have men of different sexualities, and it's made even more difficult when we realize that we have certain barriers, cultural, ethnic, geographic barriers, so that we are dealing with men who might be experiencing racism. We might be dealing with men who might be experiencing discrimination by other men. So this is where we encounter challenges. It's very easy for me to, you know, to say or to write about the need for unity in the men's movement or harmony. But the reality is that men are very divided amongst themselves. That's an interesting uh, point in itself, isn't it? That by moving away from stereotypes um, and stig- stigmatization, you know, we show that masculinity is as complex as femininity is, it's yeah, as you say, it's not one thing. Is there a golden thread, though? Is there a golden thread that holds together through the people that that are part of this day, and and then presumably part of the movement that goes around this? Yes, that golden thread or that common denominator is that I believe men want to be embraced. They want to be celebrated. They want to remove barriers of distrust, hate, enmity. They want, to re- they want to move away from those stereotypes of being victims and being considered violent so that men want to be recognized for their true worth. They want to know that they're recognized despite their occupation. If they're unemployed, they want to know that they are appreciated. And too often in our societies, we tend to judge men with certain criteria, maybe men who are educated or men who are wealthy or men who are famous. So international men's in that common denominator is about welcoming men into the men's movement, embracing them, and saying, yes, we respect you and we love you, whatever you are doing or whatever you have done. In a way, because there are some that would say, you know, traditionally through the millennia that men have been embraced and celebrated by society quite a lot. <laughs> um, and that, that possibly this is a positive post-patriarchal way of looking at men. I mean, I, I'm interested to know whether they are looking to be embraced and celebrated by other men, by society in general, or by women and men, or where is the acceptance that, that needs to come? That acceptance is across the board. They don't want to really be accepted by only women or their kids, their children, or their other fellow men. But I believe that they want to be accepted by society at large. And what you said is very true over the ages, because if you look into the history of humanity, you would realize that men have been hunters, gatherers. They have been warriors. You all would know about European history. 
We had all these wars, religious wars, social wars. And even in the military today and in the past, when we think about the military, we think about men. We think about the millions of men who lost their lives in the wars in the last 200 years. And we realize that men made sacrifices. Sometimes they are not appreciated. And I believe that we need to try to change that way in which we see men as being the breadwinner, the protector of the tribe. We have to ensure you know, that men's lives matter. Men's lives are appreciated. So this is what part of International Men's Day is about, ensuring that we are not stuck in the past and we don't see the man as the provider and the protector only, but he has other roles. So in a way, it's embracing and celebrating them in a different way, perhaps not one that's necessarily linked to having power structures uh, and possibly more, more about contributing to a healthy balance, which I think everyone could agree is what we need. It's not, you know, women are better, men are better. It's a vision of progress, isn't it, really? You're correct. You are correct because often the media will highlight men who are maybe corrupt or involved in crime or who committed an antisocial act like murder, but they will not highlight the men who are volunteers. They will not highlight the men who might be single fathers helping their kids with homework, or they might not help men who are in charities. So I think that, yes, we partly blame the media, but we also have to recognize those invisible men, those men who are making a contribution on a voluntary basis, those men who are putting their lives at risk every day, working class men, who often are not seen in the public eye. Mm-mm. I mean, it's about healing a lot of stuff, a lot of historical stuff, I think. And, and it's really important, like you say, that, that, that these positive images are, uh, you know, are become mainstream. Um, I mean, I, I was going to ask this question a bit later on, but I'm going to ask it now because it's one of those things where... Um, you know, as a women's business network, we know this, uh, we celebrate International Women's Day every year, you know, with as many people do. But every time the International Women's Day rolls around, uh, you will always get many, many angry calls from men on social media saying, well, what about International Man's Day? When's, when's there going to be an International Man's Day? Well, now we can say, actually, there is. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but why are they so angry and, and feeling denied at the fact that there's an International Women's Day? Uh, and perceivably, they think there isn't an International Men's Day. I mean, is it the lack of balance? Do they Are they the disenfranchised men you're trying to reach out to? I am trying to reach out to that marginalized, disenfranchised group of men. And you know, it should not be a competition. It should not be International Men's Day versus International Women's Day. It should not be men against women. And you see, this is the problem that we have encountered in our society. In the last 20 years, the United Nations and other international agencies have been attempting to increase the literacy amongst girls and women. They have been talking about domestic violence. But you see, men are also victims of domestic violence. And if we look at illiteracy amongst our men, and if we look at the statistics of bullying amongst boys, we realize that there's a culture of male underachievement that international agencies have been ignoring so that the scales now are imbalanced. The women now have been successful and the men now are below. So what would you say to the men that, 
will inevitably this year go onto social media and say, but what about International Men's Day? When will there be one? Why do we have to celebrate women? What would you say to them in response? I would say that the day exists, International Men's Day, has been existing from the 1960s. And since 1999, it has been celebrated annually for the past 21 years. But I should also inform them that even though it is low-keyed, it is still there. It is not on the United Nations calendar. And what I also would like them to know is that some people have been, you know, given some sarcastic and cynical comments that every day is International Men's Day. And I don't believe that is true, particularly when we look at some of our statistics, you know, regarding the health and crime. So that I would want them to know that there is a day and there is a day when they will feel appreciated and embraced. And presumably you'd say to them, get involved. <laughs> have, a, have an event, yeah. have an observance, have a celebration. What sort of events do people have um, on International Men's Day? What, what, you know, give, me, give me some examples of how people celebrate it. In the past, people had marches. They had, some schools had essay competitions, poster and art competitions. People had seminars, lectures, conferences. This year, there will be considerable virtual webinars online. And very interestingly, in the past, there have been group meetings where the men would come together and discuss problems and, you know, in a very informal atmosphere, talk about the future, talk about what they're experiencing at work or at families. I've noticed, I've noticed that some offices, some employers also would often have, you know, a few hours off for their men so that there are different ways to celebrate International Men's Day. And of course, as some stores have been doing their offering discounts and promotional gifts for these men. Let's let's talk about this year's theme then. So last year's theme was making a difference for men and boys. What's this year's theme and, and what are some of the most important issues around uh, this year's theme that you want to highlight and raise awareness of? This year, the theme is healthy minds and bodies. And why we chose healthy minds and bodies is because, as the world knows, we are experiencing this pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic. And this pandemic has unearthed, revealed our how fragile humans are. It has also revealed, you know, that there's a need to heal our minds and bodies. There's a need for healing emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. So healthy minds and body doesn't just mean that you're going to check for diabetes or hypertension, or you're going to take a check for prostate cancer. But it means that your body and mind is in equilibrium, that you are at peace with yourself and you are trying to become at peace with society. So healthy mind and body, I mean, that is about feeling fundamentally good about yourself, isn't it? And, and about valuing yourself um, in, in a really key fundamental way. What are you encouraging people to do uh, this year? I'm encouraging people to ensure that healthy minds and bodies are at the forefront, not just for this year, but in the future. Healthy minds and bodies simply mean that if you know you are experiencing depression, if you know you're experiencing suicidal thoughts, to go and make an appointment with your psychiatrist, your psychologist, 
check yourself in. Decide if you need to go on medication. It's because we have such a high suicide rate amongst our men. And healthy bodies simply mean that I want our men to ensure that they are able to keep it in a proper body weight. They're able to check themselves for diabetes, hypertension, check their blood pressure, cholesterol. Because too often we believe that just how we look, we might be looking healthy and internally we might be unhealthy. So I'm trying to ensure that men realize that there needs to be a balance between their mind, body, and soul. And only if there's this balance, they will be able to effectively and properly contribute to the family, the neighborhood, and the society. Let me come to the theme of fatherhood, because you've said that, you know, International Men's Day wasn't, was, you know, set up, there was already a Father's Day. Although Father's Day, in some respects, does seem to be a bit of a commercial enterprise <laughs> rather than a true celebration, it could be argued. Um but one of the no- one of the things I've noticed on on your site is that there is a theme of fatherhood, obviously, and positive role models within that. So I'm really interested to know what um, what did your own father teach you, and, and what will you or do you teach your kids if you have them, and will it be different if you have girls and boys? Yeah, my dad taught me how to be independent. He taught me the need to be brave, to be fearless to know when to fight certain battles, how to fight certain battles. And when I mean battles, I don't mean physical battles with with guns or knives. He taught me how to overcome bullying. And these were lessons that stuck in my mind. Taught me, you know, about the importance of education, the importance of respecting others, the importance of identifying your friends and your enemies. And also, he taught me about Achieving that inner peace, that elusive peace that often we cannot find. And he also, interestingly, told me the importance of religion. You know, so he always tried to give me that dose of religion to ensure that there is this balance in my life. And I believe that those were certain values that, you know, became the cornerstones in my life. So essentially, he taught you the value of self-respect, and I imagine through self-respect, respect for others as well. Correct. Um, I mean, because it's it's true, isn't it? And I think this is this is also true of women. This isn't just true of men, but men who haven't been parented, perhaps who haven't been fathered in an effective way, often cannot parent or father in an effective way because they don't have they haven't been taught the tools. Is this something that International Men's Day can help with in terms of creating a positive cycle? I certainly hope and I certainly believe so. I believe that the the network that we have created, the network in various countries, provide that support system. But I should also add that I have known great men who had bad fathers. I have known men from homes and orphanages who had no father figure, but their father figure were uncles or grandparents or teachers and schools. So I wouldn't want to go down the road to say that, you know, you must have a good father to become a good man. To be honest, I think I meant a male role model, but, you know, you're absolutely right, because it's about having a positive role model. And again, you you highlight the need to have these positive role models at all, you know, levels, that men are a network every bit as much as as women are, aren't they, when it comes to bringing up the next generation? You know, and sometimes, you know, it's difficult even for a single mother who might be raising sons to, to act those roles, you know, to teach that boy maybe how to play cricket or football, basketball or carrying fishing or hunting. 
so that, you know, that boy has to look towards, you know, our grandfather or uncle. So it is a challenge for our boys who are growing up. You know, it's a challenge even, as you know, in the education system. I don't know if how it is in England, but in the Caribbean, it has become very feminized. Many women are in the classroom. So those boys often do not have that role model within the classroom. Do you have kids? Yes, I have two daughters. One is six years and one is seven months. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so maybe not the seven-month one yet, but <laughs> it's six-year-old. I mean, how are you hoping to bring her up in terms of in terms of this? Will you be, you know, really emphasizing? She's got you as a positive role model, so I think, you know, she's already one step ahead of the game. But what would you tell her? Would you bring her up any differently to, say, if you had a son? I, I personally will not want to, you know, hide anything or you know, let her grow up in a certain manner. I give her that freedom at this age. Because as you know, some parents might say, well, you know, she only has, maybe the girls only have to wear pink or the boys have to wear blue, you know? So I am trying to break out of that mold, societal molds where we pigeonhole our daughters and sons to think a certain way. You know, if she's interested in blocks, you know, this could be a future engineer. She has been interested in, um, space. So I'm telling her about, you know, later on I will get a telescope or so. So I'm letting her explore options. And this is what I think fathers need to do with their sons and daughters and mothers. We need to give them that freedom of choice, that freedom to choose. And we need to guide them constructively in giving them that freedom. So it's interesting. You, you've talked about men and women effectively working together, which we talked about earlier, um, you know, working together, leading by example. What in your opinion, could women do to help men? And what can men do to help women right now at this point in time? That is such a, a question that <laughs> I believe, I don't believe I have the answer. I don't believe the most intelligent person. <laughs> I don't believe that answer will come in the near future because the, there is a certain animosity and friction between men and women we see it in relationships, we see it in politics, we see it in the society, we see it on social media. And we, even, we, we have come to believe that it is even part of our genetic behavior, our socialization. We would have heard like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. So even the literature sometimes uh, poisons our mind. It prejudices our mind. And we do not, men and women need to see themselves as complementary rather than being hostile. And I believe that, you know, once we try to break down those barriers between men and women, half of the world's problems will disappear. Because you'd be surprised how many court cases there are in the Caribbean in which there are custody battles over a child or children, and, they, you know, the children are caught up, their mind become warped, and, you know, they become disillusioned, and they hate one parent. This parental alienation has become so global, it has become an epidemic. So I believe that men and women need to work together, even when there is a divorce or a separation. They need to work together to try to ensure that they live in friendly terms and that their children do not suffer. So they've got a common vision and they need to be working, not glaring at each other, but looking at the vision and working together. Yeah. To, to, to make the best happen. Yeah. Let's finish by coming back to, to men in particular, because this is International Men's Day. 
although obviously, as we've said, you know, nothing's in a vacuum, is it? Um, right. what, what does progress for men look like to you? And, and what are your hopes for International Men's Day in the future? I believe progress, it's a, a very loaded word because progress for an academic or intellectual might mean maybe publishing books or promotion to becoming a professor, right, or being well-respected. Promotion for a doctor, promotion for somebody working in the coal mines might be different or a secretary. But I believe that progress really means using what you are given physically and spiritually, emotionally to maximum. You have to optimize whatever talents and gifts you are given, your physical abilities. Too often we see so many men wasting their talents or idling. You know, there's that. Progress for me really means tapping into our inner talent, using our abilities, our gifts to help others, to help ourselves, to heal some of the scars, the wounds in our society. Absolutely. Is that one of your hopes for International Men's Day then, that that will play a part in doing that? It is one of my hopes. I I do not want any men to believe or boys that they are privileged to be a man and they just sit by and expect, you know, the world to worship them. I want them, you know, to ensure that terms such as equality and equity become a reality. Too often these terms are theoretical and they remain superficial. So I want the the men to realize that they have roles and responsibilities, just as the women do, and they need to step up to these roles and responsibilities as best as they could, despite limitations. And as an initiative, as an awareness day, where do you hope it will go? I mean, policy change? even more countries. Give me your give me your ambitions. Give me your goals. I believe that International Men's Day should be on the calendar of the United Nations. I hope that a country, including England, will decide, you know, that when next the United Nations meet in September, that somebody will put that uh, vote. So it, it will be on the calendar. This this day will become even more special and people will not have to be asking on social media when is International Men's Day. I'm hoping that International Men's Day will have a greater global impact where we could have more collaboration, more harmony, less aggression, less violence. I'm hoping that, you know, in this day that there could be an improvement of families, neighborhoods, communities, you know, and that we will be able to discuss some of the problems in a rational way and find solutions and make these solutions realistic. So this is... These are some of my hopes for this day. And hopes that surely uh, are something to reach for. Jerome Tilak Singh, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me here today. Mm-hmm.